it, it's hard. Innovation is one of those words that you want it to always be the sexy, new, shiny object. And I think there's there's absolutely a, a place for that. You have to try and hit the home runs, but singles can also be a pretty effective way to get the industry to move forward too. I'm pleased today to be here with Dan Israel. He is the managing director of the Global Insurance Accelerator. Welcome, Dan. Thank you very much for having me, Josh. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, most people within sort of the insure tech community, insurance innovation community, are pretty familiar with GIA at this point. But just for those who might not be as familiar with the specifics. You could just start with a little quick background there. Sounds great. Yeah. Well, uh, the Global Insurance Accelerator is a Des Moines, Iowa-based uh, InsureTech accelerator. Uh, we focus on early stage, pre-seed and seed stage InsureTech companies. Uh, what's different about us is our investors are insurance carriers. And so we find uh, innovative insurance companies that are looking to move innovation forward in the insurance industry and help us doing that by providing mentors to a cohort of six to 10 uh, InsureTech startups that join us for a 100-day program every year uh, in Des Moines from January through April for a hybrid accelerator program. Uh, we're going into our ninth cohort year, which is exciting. Um, we've had 58 portfolio companies come through our program over the past eight years uh, and are looking forward to the next uh, set joining us in January. Uh, as you said, I'm I'm new to the managing director role. I'm in my third month uh, taking over as the, the third managing director of the program, but just uh, honored to be a part of this uh, this program and uh, the, the history that we have. You know, you've done some interesting things in the industry. So how did those roles kind of lead up to you taking on this challenge? Yeah. Uh, my background is uh, is a little, little unique for the uh, innovation space. I spent most of my career in, in the corporate world, but primarily in corporate FP&A and strategy. Uh, prior to joining the GIA, I spent the last seven years at the principal financial group, um, helping to lead some of the uh, boutique management uh, work that we did within our asset management business. But more recently, the last three years were spent leading the enterprise innovation activities. And part of that role was connecting our internal innovation teams and thinking about how we make sure that uh, we're focused on the right strategic priorities and having the right tools uh, for those teams to get the work accomplished. And part of that work was also connecting with the right external partners. So whether that be venture capital partners, accelerator partners, uh, et cetera, and made, making sure that uh, from a principal perspective, we had the right folks that could help us. One of those partners happened to be the GIA and I was lucky enough to help manage the relationship um, with the GIA while I was in that role for the last three years. And when Nicole Gunderson, our outgoing managing director, announced that she was leaving, uh, I was approached about taking over the role. You know, you mentioned a variety of stakeholders. And so, you know, how do you sort of work to assemble, you know, those internal stakeholders and choose your external stakeholders and partners that you want to want to work with? Yeah, it's a great question. And it's something that um, we spent a lot of time focused on at principal. And I would I would say that I think principal does a really good job of is, is starting with the strategy, you know, letting the enterprise strategy really dictate where the work should occur and happen. And it's one of the things that I think I learned um, kind of early on in my time in that role was 
you know, to find success and the ability to attract the right kind of champions within the organization, the right leadership support, if you can tie it back to what the strategy was and that high high level kind of long-term strategy, it allowed you a little bit more leeway and a little more avenue to make some of the, the guesses and some of the challenges that you might want to, knowing that it's going to take longer than the normal quarter by quarter or annual by annual process that you might have. If you're, if you're trying to drive at long-term trends um, that you see in the industry and you believe will impact your business, it provides you with more runway to be able to say, these are things that we should focus on. Was there a specific methodology that, that you or the organization used to sort of try to measure results over time or see what the impact was? Yeah, it, 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 then not the million dollar question, right? For lots of organizations, understanding what innovation was uh, and how it impacts is kind of the is a big question. I think, you know, I've seen uh, different companies that have looked at everything from how many proofs of concepts are you running to how many partnerships you have. Um, I think one of the most successful ways that we looked at it was by saying, uh, you know, how do we how do we look at the challenges that we're trying to solve? GIA, in terms of the accelerator program, I guess you call them investors or your partners, but basically your carrier partners. Yeah. You know, what what did you think they were maybe looking for when it was the first cohort nine years ago? And is it different for what they're looking for out of the next, you know, cohort? Yeah, I, I think it's a great question. And I think, you know, where we may differ a little bit from other accelerators is, as you said, right, our, our investors are insurance carriers. And think of the original seven investors that we had, six of them are still members today. Um, and I think what that articulates and highlights is that a lot of the reasons that they joined in the first place are the reasons that they're still participating today. And while we do make equity investments in the startups that we, um, that we partner with, I would argue that most of our insurance carriers are there because of the innovation um, outcomes and opportunities that exist. Has the, I don't know, agenda or curriculum for the accelerator program evolved based on, you know, maybe recognition of certain common gaps or problems that, that uh, you know, companies in the stage you're focused on? Yeah, um, it's a great question. I think, you know, our curriculum has really been focused around how do we make sure that the companies that come through our program for, focus really primarily their goals on product market fit and customer evolution, customer understanding. Um, and I, again, I think that's one of the differentiators that we have as an organization where a lot of our mentorship interactions, a lot of our workshop interactions are really focused on helping these organizations understand how to build a business first, how to find customers, and then focus on how do you find funding uh, kind of beyond that. And I think that curriculum has evolved, but stayed relatively consistent. You know, there's certainly been a pullback in investment in the space in the last couple months. And, you know, it seems to have you know, flowed down to the earlier stages. So does that, you know, change the role of an accelerator at all? And are there are there different sort of tools or coaching that you need to provide or you're going to work into your next curriculum sort of given a changing funding environment? Yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a great question. And it's one that, you know, as I 
came into this role was thinking about, right? The headlines are obviously what the headlines are. I think one of the, again, the unique things about the GIA is the venture side and, and thinking about capital raising is a part of our curriculum, but it is not the key focus, right? If, if you're coming in, I, candidly, for anybody that's thinking about, you know, an accelerator, if you're thinking about the GIA, if the primary focus is coming to the GIA in order to find your next investor, you're not going to be the right fit and we're not going to be the right fit for you. And I think as you look at kind of the trends of the market and from a funding perspective, one of the reasons that I feel really comfortable about what the GIA has provided over the past eight years and frankly will continue to provide is we are focused on helping you build your business. Have, yep. have, have you thought about, especially given the fact that you still got 40 companies that, you know, are, are kicking around in one way or another, yep. sort of, you know, is there a, a, a next program for that next stage or, yeah. you know, is that yeah, something I, that's possibly on your agenda? Yeah, you know, it's a great question. I think one of the things that, you know, we've always tried to support our, um, our alumni company in any way that we can, when, whether that is through, uh, you know, our ability to continue to connect them to our network post their time here. Uh, we love when we have our alumni company come back through Des Moines. Uh, Des Moines, as many will know, hosts, you know, I think 80 insurance carriers uh, within the metro area and Iowa's got around 200 carriers. So we see them a lot. They're always welcome back in the uh, in our space, uh, as well as helping them to get to events like InsureTech Connect, um, hosting kiosks for them. You know, you've mentioned some of your areas of interest and where you see some of the trends, but is there is there anything particularly surprising or is there anything that you know, maybe in the past you, you thought was going to develop, but fizzled out or, you know, sort of came out of nowhere in a different di different angle than you anticipated? I don't know if anything is, I guess maybe what has surprised me more than anything is that it, it still feels, you know, like the, the industry is, it's evolving, but it, the pace at which it, it evolves continues to be relatively paced out or, or thoughtful, if that makes sense. I think, you know, in my own personal thought, I, I think there's there's been a couple of firms that may have come through that you thought, man, that's going to really change the way that the industry operates. And I do think it's it's caused some of that, but it still looks very similar to what it did. Um, and I think that that pace of change will continue to increase. But maybe that was probably the one thing that has surprised me is that it still looks uh, relatively the same. What other types of mentors are you looking for besides, you know, what you what you're able to get out of your investor yeah. group, and and also if someone would, you know, thinks they they fit that uh, profile, how 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 can they maybe try to get involved? Yeah, it's a it's a great question. We always are looking for mentors. I think first and foremost, what we're looking for from a potential mentor is somebody that's passionate about the insurance industry. Uh, whether that's because you have you work directly within the space or your your work brings you to that. So we have legal mentors, we have accounting mentors, but you know folks that are partnering with the insurance space. Um, really, what it comes down to is if you have a passion about seeing the industry continue to move forward, uh, we'd love to have you apply. It's easy to go out to our website, which is globalinsuranceaccelerator.com. There's a mentor tab. Uh, and there's a, an easy form that you can fill out to say, I'd want to be a mentor. You tell us a little bit about um, yourself, why you think you'd be a good mentor and why you're interested in it. 
uh, and we'll reach back out to you. Um, but as I said, we're always looking for interested partners. Is there anything else that we haven't covered today that you'd like to mention before we wrap up? No, I, I think the only other thing that I'd mention again as uh, a little bit of a pitch for the GIA again is our applications are currently open. They'll close on September 23rd. Uh, if you're an early stage InsureTech um, startup uh, or InsureTech founder uh, and you have an interest, we'd love to see you apply. Uh, our, our members are excited to uh, hear about what you're doing. Um, and we'll just look forward to welcoming the new cohort again in January. Great. Well, Dan Israel, Managing Director of the Global Insurance Accelerator, really appreciate you taking the time to join. Yeah, thank you very much for having me, Josh. Mm -hmm.